So the feminine is really more about the character, more than the externals and more than what you look like and more than um, the labels that we can kind of like pigeonhole femininity into. Welcome to the Vibrant Flow podcast. I'm Joanna. Some of you know me by the name Joem. I'm an independent music artist, singer-songwriter, wife, language enthusiast, and I'm passionate about living a vibrant, creative life, fully embodying my femininity. We'll dive into topics such as creativity, our full potential as women, femininity for high-achieving women, faith and relationships. My desire is to help you on your feminine journey and give you tangible tips on how to radiate beauty from the inside out. So let's get started. Hello beautiful, I hope that you are doing well today and I have something very special for you as this interview is definitely going to be full of wisdom and nuggets and I thoroughly enjoyed it myself and we both, Martine and I, would really appreciate it if you could um, share the episode on Instagram or wherever you are on social media and, you know, send it to your friends or anyone who you, you know, think might enjoy it as well. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Welcome back to the Vibrant Flow podcast. I am so, so thrilled that we have a special guest today, Martine DeLuna, all the way from the Philippines. She is joining us to talk about some really, really awesome topics. I am so excited for this conversation to happen. And just for all of you that don't know her, she is a certified coach supporting women to stay feminine, to improve and be financially abundant from home. And she started as a mom slash lifestyle blogger back in 2010, continued for quite a few years, made a good living from it and helped others by coaching in the same sphere. And now she offers group coaching, one-on-one mentoring uh, to create a successful personal brand. But femininity seems to be at the center of a lot of this. So welcome to the podcast, Martine. I hope you're feeling amazing and Please tell us a little bit about or expand on this journey of yours thus far and why you're doing what you're doing right now. Well, thank you, Joanna. I'm so excited to be on your podcast um, today and for that for that introduction to to what I do. So uh, I like to call that my my fancy introduction, you know, all, all of the things that I do and how I function. But I really am, first and foremost, like a mom, a wife, and a, and a homemaker. Uh, I've been working from home ever since, um, ever since we got married, actually. So prior to this, I used to work at a school, I used to be a teacher. Um, but when we got married, of course, like the first thing that I really wanted to do was to stay at home, to maintain the house. And here in the Philippines, it's common for both the wife and the husband to work, but it's more common that the wife is at home like I've been doing. So I've been running a home business since 2010. Um, And then uh, simultaneous to that, I became a mom twice. So I have a son and I have a daughter and I've been working with women ever since I started to work at home. So Mm. my initial focus was as a lifestyle blogger. So um, I, I became a blogger, interestingly enough, in 2010, because it was uh, what they call the golden age yeah. of the mommy blogs, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you know, maybe some of your listeners are far too young uh, to remember that, but it was like the age when all of the mommy bloggers, you know, that um, came up, the like pioneer women and, and all of those people came up and started to really show what you could do, you know, just staying at home. Um, So I kind of followed that um, for a while. And a lot of my clients, um, you know, became bloggers. So I took clients from all over the world who wanted help establishing a personal brand, you know, which is what we see on Instagram right Mm -hmm. now, you know, for 
um, for those who are establishing their, their brand. So I've been that kind of coach since 2012 when I started to do that specifically. And then in 2015, uh, late 2015, I kind of like had an existential crisis, <laughs> I would say. Oh, wow. Like, um, and it made me, so this was the year that I had my second baby. And um, that really changed things for me because that's when I first realized that I was hustling. Mm. I had given into the hustle, you know, for all the things that you see that influencers and bloggers do, um, we don't share the dark side of that. And the dark side came crashing down in October of 2015. Mm. And that's wow. when I was really, um, you know, I really, it was really a wake up call to see how masculinized I had become you know, in spite of this image of, you know, she's this mommy blogger, she's, you know, like, successful, and has money and and all of those things and has a beautiful child. Um, All of that can just be a facade for what's really going on. And, you know, you can look feminine, and you can look domestic, and you can look all the things, but you can be hyper masculine. Absolutely. Hustle. So that was when things really changed for me. And I started to learn more about the feminine, the femininity. Um, And that's what brought me back, you know, like it brought me back to who I really was and who I really Mm. am, which is a wife and a mom. And then everything else comes after that. Right. So that in a nutshell is my journey. And so now um, I am a trained transformational coach. So I specifically work with women. And I support them in that journey back to femininity because I know what it feels like to lose it and Mm -hmm. to feel, you know, like, oh, you know, earning more than your husband and feeling like superwoman and popularity and all of those things. Um, They're good, but they're not as good as functioning as how you were originally designed as a woman. Yes. So yeah, so that's what brings us here today. And to my yeah. platform on Instagram, where I share um, yeah. a lot of content around that. Yeah. I love your content, by the way. It's very, Thank like, it, it shows that you've, you've lived through these things that you've understood them on a, on a very deep level, like on a personal level, and not, not just something that you read sure. in a book. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. So you have this uh, group uh, program devotionally mm. feminine. I yes, love that name, yes. by the way, it's so beautiful. Thank so you. what, so, um, how did this happen? Like, how did you mm. decide that, okay, this is the way to go. This is what women right. need. Mm-hmm. Well, last year it was called, um, the collective was called the radiant collective because um, this year, so again, the personal branding aspect, I still carry it with me wherever. Um, so last year, when it was first called the Radiant Collective, uh, which was the first time I started to actually take a group and coach yeah. them in the feminine practices, um, the message back in 2020, and I first started this offer last year in October, when it went by its different name, um, it was to kind of like shine out of the darkness. That was really the, I would say the message that God gave, you know, to, um, to kind of like vibe on, you know, like mm-hmm. when you are in your womanhood, when you embrace the parts of you that, you know, in, in the way that they were originally designed, mm-hmm. um, then that's when you can radiate ease and you can radiate health and you can radiate um, beauty, not in the external sense of beauty, but that beauty that comes from within, from your character. This year, the theme devotionally feminine was the word, because I renew this membership every year. So it's right. around this time, around September, I take on a new batch of people. So this year, what I found was a very powerful message in the, the space of womanhood and femininity was bringing everything back to the practical, right? So what's a devotion? A devotion Mm. is a practice. It's something that you cultivate and that you build on. And that eventually becomes a habit that becomes a behavior, right? And as a transformational coach, that's really what we support clients on. It's to modify, you know, who you are, how you behave based on the ideas that you have unconsciously 
you know, like, like taken on. And feminism has been one of those really, really big ideas. So this year, what a lot of the community was really showing was a craving for how do we apply this? You know, there's a lot of femininity accounts that are um, very much into the feminine energy, but they never really tell you like, okay, but how does that look like in a relationship? How does that look like in a courtship? How does that look like when I've been married for 10 years and I've, I've been all masculine and then I, I, I want to lean into my feminine with my husband? And right. so the devotionally feminine was born out of that need for practical application, for a coach who could support you as you made these transitions, as you dismantled the ideas, as you, you know, you had that conversation with your husband where you didn't nag for once, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so devotion really means practice. And so inside that container, we get very practical. We talk about our real life experiences and then we come together in a circle and we listen to each other and we vibe on each other's, you know, energy and conversation. Mm. And then as a coach, I'm there to facilitate, you know, powerful questions so that the clients can come up with solutions that come from them, come very natural for them in their relationships. Yeah. Um, so that would be the, the reason why it's, the word devotion, because devotion is something that you decide that you want, but your, your body, your nervous system, and your attitude has to calibrate to what you want. Absolutely. So that container is for women who are navigating that calibration to being more feminine, one week at a time. So it's a 12-week um, container. And then for those 12 weeks, we're journeying together you know, cultivating powerful relationships, um, marriages, some single people are also in there. Um, and it's really, really about helping to provide that support so that you can feel safe in this femininity journey. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. you absolutely sold that to me. Now I want to get <laughs> you to the group as well. Welcome. You're more than welcome. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That is so beautiful. Especially the practicality aspect of it is yes. so, it's so crucial so that these Absolutely. ideas don't just stay in the realm of, of, of these lofty ideas. And we're like, oh, mm -hmm. that sounds so wonderful. But how do yeah. I actually uh, bring it to into scroll, my life? To scroll and like content and then actually go all in and say, I'm going to take action on that. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to take action on that. And, and that's yeah. really um, one of the questions that I get in the DMs, right? Because a lot of people DM me. And honestly, there's, you know, if I had all the time and luxury in the world, I'd reply. But um, the, the safe space really for them to cultivate these feminine devotions is through that coaching and accountability relationship, because you, you can swipe all you want, and you can desire it all you want. But when it comes to like true change, some people, not everybody, some people um, need to create the environment for it. And they need to um, create the space for them to cultivate it. And for those that are in that container, it's the coaching relationship that does that for them. It creates that, that space where, okay, I'm actually working on this part of my personality, on my character, because mm. that's how important it is for me to shift it and yeah. to save my relationship and to save my, my courtship and, and all the things. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. The safety of it that the community brings mm. that it, it's, it's so valuable. Definitely. Absolutely. So, we did, or you did actually um, touch upon feminism just there, mm. but I would love for us to go into the, the topic of dismantling feminism. Because yes, I know this is something that. that, something that is very like, um, it's, it's something that a lot of women around me and um, my, myself included, and a lot of the people that I have talked to on mm -hmm. Instagram, feel very strongly about um mm. and some of them have really through their own experience 
um, started to understand how the mm. modern ideas around feminism has actually right. had a negative impact on their life. So oh, I would love for you to um, expand on that and how mm. can we dismantle feminism so we can consciously embrace femininity? Right. Yeah. So I'd love to, to like um, just share some coaching questions that are really helpful for clients that are coming into this realization. So the first thing that we want to realize is when we're looking at all of this femininity content um, and about anti-feminism, you know, I see that hashtag anti-feminist, right? What does that really mean? Um, what we want to first become aware of is why is this interesting to me? Why is this mm. interesting to me? Why is dismantling feminism interesting to me? And then once you start to unravel that answer, you'll realize there are other questions that will come um, into play. And the second question is always, where are the feminist ideas that I've unconsciously picked up? Where are they? From whom did I get them? Mm. Right? And that second question is really powerful because it's everywhere. Feminism is embedded in everything. Um, if you go to the if you go to the UN website, for instance, or the World Economic Forum, I forgot. I mean, I have to check my sources. But um, on the agenda there is really uh, gender equality. So it's not like some hidden, you know, like agenda or anything. You know, this this agenda to really um, promote the idea that women can just have the same equal outcome as men, you know, equal opportunity, I get, but the equal outcomes as men is far, you know, like propagated in every strata of society. And right. so that can get confusing to a lot of women because we've received the message since we were young, girls can do everything that boys can do. Yes, we can choose to try everything that they can do and they can for sure choose to try everything that women can do. But to say that both men and women can have equal outcomes, and this is not an idea that's original to me, Mr. Jordan Peterson was actually the gentleman that really popularized this idea. It's actually not possible because not everything can be unilateral, especially yes. for men and women. We can't say that men can give birth. We can't say that because they can't, right? Only women. So all of this stems from an awareness of where all of these ideas have come from. And that's where the rubber meets the road in terms mm. of the first level of awareness. It's like, wow, I really picked up so many ideas from not just, a lot of people think it's just from entertainment, but it's from your own mother. It's from your own grandmothers who modeled a certain um, personality to you or idea, or idea of what it meant to be a woman to you. It could be significant uh, female figures in your life who were feminists with you not having an awareness of it. It can be something as simple as Sesame Street and public television, you know? Um, it's really, really, you know, I don't want people to get paranoid. You know, that's one of the things that I'm very mindful of as a coach because sometimes women can unpack this and then they can get paranoid. It's like, it's everywhere. Oh no. All right, no, right. <laughs> but the thing is, it's realizing that it's everywhere where you can experience freedom. Right. So it's that. It's really that, it's really that um, awareness. So it's really coming into that awareness that you really get that sense of, oh, okay, I'm in control of this. I can unpack this. So the third question would be, well, what would I want to cultivate now that I'm aware of where my feminist beliefs came from, my unconscious femi feminist beliefs came from? And this is a point where we can write down qualities and traits that we would like to cultivate. And in coaching, we write things down because that's how the brain works. You know, our brains, our nervous systems, they can't tell what's real and what's imagined. So when you mm -hmm. write something down, you're actually giving your body feedback. You're telling your eyes, okay, I'm seeing these words. They're registering an idea and I'm actually going to work on them. So a lot of um, the coaching work that goes into this third step is writing things down. You know, like, 
So what do I want? I, I want to be more soft. I want to speak more graciously. I want to stop nagging my husband. These are things that we don't think about. We can think about them, but until we write them down, they don't become a plan for us to yeah. cultivate and create a devotion around. Right. So that would be um, the third thing to do. And then the fourth would be to just be very conscious of you know, what we're consuming, the ideas that are coming into our minds when we're um, just you know, like in, in that blank slate kind of thing where ideas are coming in, we're watching Netflix or we're scrolling on Instagram or we're doing our thing at work to be very consciously aware if there are ideas there that will serve us and our feminine devotion, or they're going to, you know, like backtrack us into where we came from, you yeah. know, the hustling and the being hyper-masculine when you're a woman and all of those things. Yeah. So those are some very practical steps that women can start practicing as they lean more out those feminist ideas. Right. Right. That's, Amazing. So very practical things. And, and I agree very much that when we write things down and in my own mm -hmm. experience, I've seen the effect when you write things down, how it makes things mm. a lot more real. I wonder, I wonder, um, do you see a clear or a somewhat clear um, connection between modern day feminism and the hustle mm -hmm. culture with women? For sure. For sure. So Take, um, let's say you're on Facebook or in your social media and, uh, you know, you read a news story from LinkedIn. There's another, you know, like female startup owner who's become a billionaire. Like, great, totally normal, totally fine. Nothing against that. But it's these very subtle ideas that are ingrained into us through the media, through journalism, through the news, through um, the uh, largely the financial sector too, right? These ideas, they, 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 they're very normal right now. But when you start to talk to women who are in these arenas, you know, high performers, you'll hear from them that their desires are very much the same as, you know, other women. You know, I'd like to settle down. I'd like to have a family. I'd like to find a man who... Um, has this the same interest to settle down and, and start a family. And I would say that, you know, for all our progress and modern day ideas, the woman's biology and psychology is still the same, yeah. right? Once she starts to have that awareness that, you know, what really could fulfill me is settling down, having a family. This doesn't mean I give up you know, like earning money, but it does mean that that takes a third seat. You know, th I call it the third seat because the back seat is all of the things that you have to be personally responsible for, like your, you know, like your health, your, your house, your, your finances, your budget. The third is career. And this is where, mm -hmm. you know, like we can experience a lot of triggers for women and I get this because remember, I came from that. I came from that hustle culture. I did the six figure months, you know, whatever. Um, and you will get to that point where you will feel the tug for your family. Like in my case, I had a son already when I became this high performer. And the modern idea was you can do it all. Yeah. But they never tell you you can't do it all at the same time. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Unless you are incredibly wealthy, although caveat there, I have incredibly wealthy friends. And even they will tell you that there's no amount of servants or help that you can hire to, you know, restore the relationship that you have with your family once you've mm -hmm. lost it to the hustle. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. So I would say that a lot of the ideas that we get just by scrolling, you know, like social media, for instance, seeing powerful, independent women, all of the books in the bookstore written by, you know, your Sheryl Sandbergs and your Michelle Obamas and, and all of those things, they can imprint a lot of ideas into us, making us feel unsatisfied with not having any ambition. And I would say that all of us have that innate desire 
to do something of purpose with our lives. But because of these ideas that are fed to us since we are children, we realize that the primordial idea, the idea to, yes, okay. let me start again. <laughs> okay, so the idea, the original idea that, you know, I am a woman, I'm built to actually desire partnership and to desire procreation somewhere along the journey for most women, not all, it will go back to that. The needle will start pointing back there. Mm. And this is a point where I find a lot of career women, they start, you know, having regrets. They start wondering, uh, why did I get into the corporate race first and not think to start a family and then maybe create a business around something home-centric, right? So a lot of women, um, I would say, feel like the ideas that they unconsciously picked up, put them in that situation. And it's unfortunate because this is generations of it. Since radical feminism in the 60s, that was when our moms were teenagers, right? So it's from that generation. If, if there was no preservation of traditional values, I'm fortunate that my mom is a traditional mom. You know, she, she, um, she quit her career to become a full-time mom. If there is no preservation of that quality, then down the line, it's going to get lost, you know, more and more lost. And you're going to have um, teenagers or um, young adults right now feeling confused and say, well, must I follow, you know, like traditionalism, you know, and start a family right away? Or do I follow like what, what this, this startup billionaire unicorn on LinkedIn is doing because she's mm -hmm. so successful and she looks so like great on the cover of Forbes or whatever. It's very yeah. confusing, right? So I would say that that's where we see it once we these days, once you go online, once you turn anything on, and once you're hooked into the world, you'll see it's right there, all of the successful women, the high-powered women. So it's really very difficult to navigate that if, if one doesn't have an awareness, at least of the difference between feminism and femininity. Mm, yes, yeah. absolutely. And I can, for myself, say that I've been confused like yeah. years before I was confused as to well which which road to I take and mm. well for for me right now I we don't have kids yet I'm, I'm married though but but I'm still like figuring it out and now that I'm more or I be, I've become more rooted in my femininity and I, mm. or, or I've come back to my femininity that was all always there but it was just yeah. suppressed um exactly I start to see things just just the way you describe like okay there are choices that we need to make and we need to be aware of mm. the um guiding forces or guiding ideas yeah. that we are operating on yes. and I love the idea of home centric or building for example a business or whatever it is but being mm -hmm. still home centric and being yeah. fully in your femininity because for that sure. for me is, or it, it feels like the place or the, yeah, the place where you can actually feel content and fulfilled. Because mm. I know that no matter how much success you get from anything or any given thing that's important mm -hmm. to you, it will never, it will never be fulfilling. And, Absolutely. And I've I've listened to interviews of my favorite artists, for example, as a music artist myself, and I, that I look up to, and they telling in the interviews that yeah, I've, I've achieved Grammys and I've achieved this and that, but I don't feel peace and I'm not content. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's a huge aha moment for a lot of us women. Right, Absolutely. so let's move on to the next uh, topic, which is single women being single and how we can embody femininity in a way that 
helps us prepare for, for example, marriage, if that is what we're desiring, how we can prepare and for, uh, find a man that is share, that shares uh, common values and wants to settle down. Do you have any anything All right. to say okay. to my single ladies? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, when it comes to like, so I, I have clients who are um, also single and dating or they want to date. And the first question is always, um, so where do I start? Well, it really starts with developing yourself first, you know, so dating is not a passive activity, whether you are already in a relationship with somebody or you are intending to date. So the first is always, how are you improving yourself? How are you developing yourself, right? Because that's really what people who are dating or looking around for for a compatible partner that's really what they are looking out for, whether consciously or unconsciously. So you may have men who are looking for um, women with similar values. You cannot know how a, let's say, a traditionally masculine-minded man. You, you cannot know how to be the kind of woman that this man would find ideal if you don't know your own values. So the first step would be to define, what are my values? So values are those aspects that you will not compromise on. Mm. So these are things like love and freedom and liberty and um, health. These are inherent to you. And so when you know your values, the second step is, am I living my values? Am I embodying them? Because you can say that you have values, but it's another, you know, it's another conversation to imbibe them. Are you the embodiment of health and love and freedom and all of these great qualities? Um, it's really helpful if you go on, you know, search. I use DuckDuckGo, not Google. Okay. <laughs> you just type values and you'll, you'll be able to get a list, you know, of uh, values. And from that list, you can just, see what resonates with you. Because usually when you're looking at a list of values, you'll see around 10 that resonate with you and then you'll write them down. And then from that short list, you'll look at, well, which of these do I really believe in? Do I really stand for? Mm. And then once you've encircled those, you can start observing if your life is a reflection of, of those values that you've chosen. And if they aren't, and you like those values, you want to cultivate them and form a practice around them, then that's what you do. And you might ask, what does this have to do with attracting, you know, like a person? Well, when two people meet and are magnetized to each other, they are magnetized first by, okay, there's three things that we're magnetized by. The first is attraction, right? And part of imbibing and embodying your values is taking care of yourself. Mm. So I'm very much about aesthetics as well, and not for any superficial reason, but as a reflection of your values. So are you an aesthetic representation of the values that you say you stand for? So if right. you value health, are you eating well? Are, is your skin, you know, like showing that healthy glow because you're eating properly, you're sleeping, you're not drinking, you're not doing anything that will be harmful to your body? I'm just giving a clear example, mm. right? And so, you know, most, if you look at studies of, on attraction, right? There are, you know, there are certain things that men are attracted to. And one of them really is health. I'm not talking about like, oh, the symmetry of her eyes or, you know, the color of her hair. Right. <laughs> health. If you are a healthy and nourished person, and that, you know, that just gives credence to, we, we choose by biology. We are just like other creatures. You know, you know, if you go and observe, you know, like, I don't think we can do that, but we can go on National Geographic and observe yeah. a documentary <laughs> yeah. of like courtship between animals. They will go for the healthiest and most robust. And it's the same for humans, right? So 
How are you improving yourself? How are you imbibing the values that you say that you are imbibing? And now as for meeting people, right? So interestingly, I've had clients who have met people on online apps, right? Yes, so it's very, decorum, very popular. <laughs> yeah. So in your, in your decorum on those apps, are your values reflective in your decorum, mm. on your profile, in your photos? Okay. So the photos, you know, I know that I've read to my... I just shake my head sometimes, some advice columns on how to optimize your, your bio and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, what will optimize your bio is how genuine you are mm -hmm. and yeah. how you don't call attention to just to your physical body, but to your character, right? And then also how you communicate once somebody makes contact with you, right? So a lot of women, you know, we read from, you know, all the, all the things that you have to, you know, you have to use these words or, or flirt or whatever, right? But just be you, be genuine. If you are imbibing your values, if you're embodying your values, then there's no copy or script or formula that will get you a man, right? Because a lot of people don't understand that these scripts and these formulas, sure, they will work. But if you also don't back it up with the belief and the embodiment in your values, then they're just empty words and empty mm. formulas. So that's yeah. what I always advise to single ladies, you know, what, you know, how you behave on social media, for instance, manners and etiquette still apply there, you know, like leaning back and not being, you know, too upfront and forward as well. You know, this doesn't mean don't be friendly and don't, um, you know, like encourage rapport, but it does mean that asking this, that if I were face to face with this person, would I be doing this? Would I be saying this? Because I get a lot of people like, oh, I texted this thing and, you know, these words and I sent this picture and I sent this emoji and I'm like, okay, before when these things did not exist <laughs> and men and women were courting face to face. Of course, it was easier, but also we never had to ask the question, if this screen didn't separate us, would I do this? Would mm. I act this way? Yeah. Right? So that's another important thing that I like to, you know, give us a tip to young women who are out there. And sometimes, you know, I have people who are not so young and <laughs> are still exploring, um, you know, like dating relationships. Yeah. But I think that's a really powerful question to ask ourselves. It's like, if the screen wasn't in front of us and I was actually talking to this gentleman, would I act this way? Would this be something that I would be proud of doing? Mm. Oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes we may feel like because this is happening online and because we're mm -hmm. not in the same physical space, I can right. get away with something that I wouldn't yeah. necessarily get away with in exactly like when you're in front of that person right yeah that's a good one really 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 good advice right so um what i would like to ask you is how can femininity be something that brings us women together rather than something that we disagree on and what i'm referring to is Mm. I love the fact that you celebrate and you are helping women who are stay-at-home moms and homemakers, or maybe they have their own business, maybe they're creatives, coaches, mm -hmm. maybe they're in the working world, whatever it is and whatever it, it looks like. How can femininity be something that we are consciously um, embracing and cultivating and something that, yeah, like I said, brings us together and not something like, mm -hmm. okay, well, femininity should look like this and you're obviously oh, yeah. not doing this and whatever it is. Right, right. Oh, I'm actually preparing some, some content around that because that, that's, that's really something that confuses people. So when I go to the femininity space online, what I see a lot of is, femininity looks like this, you know, looks yes. like <laughs> yeah. a housewife, you know, like in an apron in the, in the Midwest or, or whatever. Right. And, and that's fine. 
But femininity doesn't look like that in Asia, <laughs> or it doesn't look like that necessarily in, you know, another another country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I like to what I like to offer women to consider is what are the qualities aside from aesthetics, aside from, you know, what it looks like physically, what makes a feminine woman? And that's what I invite them to, to cultivate. Okay. It's character. It is character. Femininity is actually a matter of character first and foremost. And then the aesthetics really depends on the culture that you are in on the environment that you are in Mm. in terms of your country Mm. in terms of what the culture in that particular country looks like right because we can't say that just because you know you have an apron and you are making a casserole and you're wearing a sundress that you're feminine because you could be a real bitch and still do those things (laughs) absolutely yeah so I always like to go first with okay what are the characteristics that make us feminine? Okay, so I like to um, invite women to look at characteristics and traits and not necessarily aesthetics right away because we can, we can get lost in that, especially on Instagram. You know, I'm sure that's where we met, right? And mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. I love these femininity accounts. Beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous, you know, accounts that I'm friends with, you know, and, and, uh, and all of those things. But femininity does not look like just a trad wife. Femininity does not look like just a, you know, like a a sacred goddess, whatever. Femininity doesn't look like, um, you know, the stay-at-home mom. Femininity doesn't look like the high-powered, high-heels, hypergamous, you know, like glamour girl. Femininity is really in your heart. It's a matter of living from the heart. So the masculine, you know, we, we do have traits that are categorically masculine, you know, like leadership has always categorically been a masculine trait. Competence has categorically been a masculine trait. So is that to say that if you're a leader and if you're competent, that all of a sudden you're masculine? No, it just means that you have certain traits. Mm. You can be a very competent and very a successful housewife running and managing your household successfully, that requires leadership. That requires the categorically masculine trait of organization, right? Right. But it also means that in your, in your manner of dress, in your manner of speaking, you're very feminine. You're gentle. You're not nagging. You are generous. You're not manipulative, Right. So the feminine is really more about the character, more than the externals and more than what you look like and more than um, the labels that we can kind of like pigeonhole femininity into. Right. So the invitation really for the ladies is, okay, when I strip off everything, when I strip off all of the aesthetics, when I strip off all of the physical conditions, who am I? Like, would people like me? Would I like me? Would Mm. I like to have a conversation with me? Would I like to be my own best friend? Would I like to be gossiped by by me, right? You know, because women, (laughs) that's one of the things that is not very feminine, you know, in in characters to slander and to gossip about people, right? So that's how I offer, you know, women to look at femininity. And that's why my coaching circle I have a mishmash of women in there because it's not about the demographic. It's not about, I have single women there. I have dating women there. I have married women. I have women who are in their forties who are in there. Right. But they're all coming together because we all need to be devotional in our practice. We all need to be kinder to our men. We all need to forgive our, you know, our fathers and our brothers and, you know, all of the, all of the wrong notions that we had about, patriarchy you know that that word yes yeah they all come from different walks of life and that's the message of femininity it's not to turn a generation into apron wearing you know baking muffin making people staying at home (laughs) 
that's all possible for everyone. I, I have yeah. single moms who still have to go out to work, but are torn every time they have to leave their babies, but they're still able to remain feminine. They're still able to attract, you know, people who court them because they are in their feminine. Right. 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 Not yeah. a matter of fitting into a template, but knowing your character and knowing yeah. that beautiful soul that is in there, that beautiful women that is in there. Wow. I just got a bit passionate there talking about that. I know that. that's that's so beautiful. I was just taking in everything that you so said. Much. Oh my goodness, all of my being is like, "Amen, sister, preach it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, because like you probably have noticed that we do have these categorizations like, "Okay, well, feminine looks like this and and oh. then you have to be like this and and yeah. Yes, it can be confusing, especially for someone who is really um, who's new to the space or the ideas around femininity and cultivating yeah. femininity. And, and and someone like I got confused. I was like, well, do I have to do I have to now drop all of my quote unquote my ambitious? Uh, yeah, my work yeah. or my ambitious like uh, goals and or my 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 projects and and such and and you know put on the apron and and be a, be a homemaker. <laughs> in that in that traditional way and, and again nothing wrong with that absolutely some nothing women wrong. thrive being that uh homemaker and i'm i'm all for it but but for me personally because like knowing my personality and and my my goals and what i want to do with my life i was i was struggling with the the idea yeah. of okay well do i have to change who i am or my personality but now i've come home to the realization that it's not about that but it's it's truly a matter of heart and how you are wherever you are yeah right so before we wrap up um i would like to ask you um like what i ask everyone is what you cherish and love most about being a woman Mm. well as a wife and a mother i would say that that's what I cherish about it. Like we have the, the biological ability to have a supernatural relationship with somebody. That's amazing to me. That's what yeah. I have with my, I mean, you wouldn't think that looking, looking at the two of us, we're very ordinary, but you, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. nothing, I love my husband. I just love that I can love another human being. So that's, I love that. I love that capacity for us to be biologically and supernaturally wired to somebody, to have Mm. that kind of relationship and to have that opportunity to grow. And then of course, becoming a mother. Uh, I always wanted to be a mother ever since I was a little girl. um, If I ever had one ambition, it would be that, you know, be just like my mom, (laughs) because my mom was really the central feminine figure in my life. And so I would say that what I love about being a woman is what my body and my mind as a woman gives me the capacity to do. And then all the other things are what I like to call the icing or, or even the privilege that I, that I, that I get to have, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to have the, the capacity to still be a coach uh, while working from home, to be able to teach this. I also teach people you know, like how to run businesses at home without sacrificing your family. Um, I love that we women can be creative and we have the capacity to to do that, right? So I would say that um, I enjoy those aspects, you know, that we are indeed that multifaceted type of, you know, character as opposed to the men who are direct and stoic and they're designed to really lead and take us forward. We women are so wired to be creative and resourceful. And as long as we're in that right mind of our design, you know, that we are here to, to really birth. First of all, fecundity. I, I will never... I will never say that that's not every woman's right. It is, you know, fecundity. So if you ever, you know, if you have listeners that are desiring to have children, you know, honor that. 
if you want to get married for that, then honor that, right? Because it's innate. There's a reason why you love kids and want to have them. And then for those that, because, uh, and here, I also support women who marry for companionship, right? You're made to love. Women, we are lovers, right? So I love that we can love. I love that we can lavish. I love that we have that capacity to be able to do that. And so if any woman feels all of these coming up from her body, then just to honor it and to cultivate it and also redeem it by knowing your values and living by your values. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I would love to just chat, chat for, I know for, for eternity, like go on and go on. I would have so we many should just more have questions. Like a, we, should, we should just have like a coffee date, you and I sometime. Oh, I would love that. I would right? absolutely love that. Oh, but that's, that's a deal. I, I just, yeah, yeah that's a deal. <laughs> and that's like four, I really four, have to have like 4 PM my, my time. I think it would be like your morning or something. Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's 11 my time. Yeah. 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 But I really have to have you again on this podcast because I couldn't possibly go through yes. all of the questions that I had, but just before Let's do we do another wrap, one. Yeah, absolutely. Before we wrap up, tell us where we can find you on the online sphere. All right. So I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, my, my username is Martine DeLuna. So you can find me almost every day on Instagram. And for more about my work, you can go to martindeluna.com. So I offer group programs and one-on-one -on -one coaching as well for women. Okay. Amazing. Go Thank and check you, her Diana. out. Oh, my pleasure again. I love this conversation. It was just as I uh, suspected it would be, which is amazing. <laughs> So, so thank excited. you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I know you have lots on your plate, but you still took, took this time to spend with me. I really appreciate it.